0: Free men need to be able to protect their families. It's really sad to see people hurt, livelihoods destroyed, even homes destroyed, just to make a political point. Free men take action when churches face heartbreaking attacks. And while cowards stand idle, free men run towards the sound of gunshots when children are in danger. I'm so thankful for free men who stand ready with the tools of liberty.
1: Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Cross CrossPolitik on the Fight Left Feast Network. It's Idaho Day. Idaho Day. But Idaho Day is a good day for you, too, because you can kind of learn how to talk to your legislators in your state, what you, how you should be thinking about your legislative session in your state. Fire them all. Our legislative oh, session just, just happened. Just no, no. We nowhere. just want to shut down the government. That's
0: all. Oh, yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> that's, that's true.
1: All. And so our uh, legislative session actually started uh, Monday of this week. Right. And so we're we're calling our legislators. We're trying to figure out what's going on in legislative legislative session. What we expect, what they expect. and wait, all this Wait, stuff. we're
2: calling the legislators we kind of like.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. I'll I'll invite legislators we don't like on here. They, they just they, they, they just come likely won't way. come.
3: Yeah, they're Vin- welcome. Van Gelder Technologies is a U.S.-based custom software development company specializing in cross-platform mobile applications, web applications, and desktop programs, leveraging open-source frameworks. They quickly and efficiently build custom software solutions that are tailor-made to fit your specific needs. There's no need for new Christendom companies to be content with offering subpar mobile or web experiences. Van Gelder Technologies can help you build better software for the glory of God. You can learn more, view examples of their work, and get in touch at vangelder.tech. That's V-A-N-G-E-L-D-E-R.T. Van Gelder Technologies, where technology and tradition meet. Message. All right. Our first guest up today, we're really grateful to have back with Ugh. us our friend. Heather Scott, she's been on the show a number That's of times. times yeah. She needs she's, to be a regular. She's an American biologist, businesswoman, political, a politician <laughs> serving as a Republican member of the Idaho House of Representatives from the 1st District way up north. Can he- we call it a joyful warrior, too? Yeah, Heather, mm-hmm. thanks for coming back on Cross Politic.
4: Thank you for having me. My district is now two A. Oh. just so you know,
1: we redistricted in the state of Idaho. Oh, we got some illegals yeah. too. No. We <laughs>
4: did, and I'm not sure I updated my website. So two A that's oh. an easy one to remember. Okay, two
3: yeah. A. It's it's
4: it's still way Second Amendment district. Yeah, it's <laughs> the Second Amendment district. It's the Second Amendment. It's the best. <laughs> um,
3: Thanks so much uh, for serving our state. And and again, thanks for coming back on the show. Um, I think when I ask you about um, sort of a a number of questions about this new legislative session, I I wanted to start off with asking you about your take. Um, I believe that uh, Governor Little uh, just um, sort of issued a kind of a state of the state address of sorts to kick off the legislative session. Uh, What was your take on that?
4: you didn't read my Twitter.
3: Oh, maybe I did.
4: (laughs) Oh, oh, maybe that's why I'm on the show. I don't know. Well, you know, just to be kind here, I'm sure he's doing the best he can. Um, Unfortunately, taking more federal money and that's literally what his agenda is about. Taking more federal money is not going to make this state better no matter what we do with it, no matter if we just do great things with it, uh-huh. right? We just give everybody money in that. It's just, it's not going to fix the the national debt. That's our taxpayer dollars. Our taxpayers, our taxes keep going up, up and up. And so to just borrow more of that from the federal government on an, on a year that's coming up, election year, to just give out all kinds of, you know, things across the state, it's just not a good plan. In my opinion, it's not a good vision for Idaho.
2: I was following your wrong account. That's why I haven't been getting any updates from you. So, is it Heather Scott ID? Uh, yep.
4: That is that is where it's at. Yes, uh,
3: that's where that's where you get <laughs> the spicy stuff, Knox.
4: Well, uh, you know, I got to keep people guessing. So,
3: uh, <laughs> if
4: you listen to the speech, he used the word investment. Investment. We're going to invest in this and invest in that. That means we're going to tax for this and tax for that. Oh. It's taking. It's using your money to give you stuff. And which, so,
3: which is, that's, um... no, that's socialism. I mean, that's, that's what socialism is, is it's taking other people's money, your money, everybody's money, and then buying you off with programs.
2: But he's not going to be able to do that, right, Heather? Because you guys are there.
4: Oh, wait, you're in North Idaho. I... You didn't get the
0: memo? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh
4: no! So, you know, the state is North Idaho is kind of an anomaly in the state. It is definitely um, the politics in the north is way different than the politics in the east or the or the south. And so we're we're basically outnumbered down here. So I'm sure
2: really? a lot of this
4: is going to go through.
2: Wow. So North really? Idaho, far more conservative.
4: Far more.
3: Wow. Um, far
4: more Republican.
3: So we know that basically Governor Little's, his plan is to try to get a bunch of stuff through that's going to make us spend a bunch more money, Uh, tax, tax, um, higher taxes, etc. What are you hoping to accomplish this legislative session, Heather?
4: So I, I actually, for the first time, is super excited about the session um, because, as you know, we've we've launched the Freedom Caucus in Idaho. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a team of people. We have a network across the nation of Freedom Caucuses, and we do have one paid staff member <laughs> that that mm-hmm. helps us from the state Freedom Caucus network. So we wow. are actually launching our vision and plan. Uh, this Thursday, for Capital Clarity, we're going to share what that is, but I'll give you a sneak peek of Ooh. it. Um, obviously, fiscal responsibility, transparency, and accountability, mm-hmm. and that's what we're not seeing with the current governor. Um, the the money to try to follow what's going on with the money and how it's getting transferred from account to account, It it almost seems like it's purposely being non-transparent. So um, definitely we've got some legislation to to expose some of that. And and ultimately we want to lower taxes. We are sitting on extra money. And I don't have those numbers in front of me, but there is just no reason why the state is holding on to your money when it can return it back to you. And and these one time returns, they're not they're not getting it. We need long-term tax relief. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, People their property taxes are un- unbelievable. I- I- I've had so many calls um, this year on property taxes. There's no reason our state should be paying a grocery tax. None of the surrounding states charge grocery taxes. So, fiscal responsibility. Um, we plan to try to work to reduce some of these taxes.
1: Heather, um, how do, uh, the the property tax thing is is interesting to me because I think that's the most wicked tax that we're assessed here, and but it's also to me the most hardest tax to deal with because you have the county and city lobbying organizations that are probably the most powerful down in Boise and mm-hmm. and will fight very hard against getting rid of uh, property taxes how do you how do you begin to untangle that mess and actually eliminate property taxes in total
4: so um, we actually had a bill a couple years ago to get rid of it total, and and how that would affect the sales tax. Obviously, they'd make up the difference. It was net neutral. Yeah. Um, but we have got to stop exactly what you're saying. The there's association of counties, association of cities, association of county clerks, yeah. um, sheriffs. There's there's all kinds of associations, and they come lobby. Um, against the citizens a lot of times. So um, last year I passed a bill, I I, I passed a bill through committee. It did, it died on the floor by a couple votes that basically said you cannot use taxpayer money to join these groups that are basically out there lobbying against you. So um, (laughs) that obviously failed. (laughs) Um, So there's, we have bills. Um, We also, for the first time last year, we passed a bill Um, that put all the contracts online. So now you can see the memorandums of understanding and agreement and all these kind of backdoor um, agreements that nobody really knows about. They've never been public. They're now public on the state controller site where you can go see who's got a contract with who, who's making deals with who behind the scenes. So those are a couple ways to expose it. But but ultimately, it is going to take the people to say enough is enough. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that they're quite there yet.
2: Heather, you know, you um, how can people find your email? Uh, you, you do an email list and you let everybody know what's going on um, in, in, in Boise. How can everybody sign up for your email?
4: So, you know what? I'm going to tell you, um, I, I didn't set that up ahead of time, but you can text me. Don't text me to my work number. Or they maybe they can contact your station. You can collect. You just tell to them me. find
1: you on Twitter. Don't don't and, give don't give your phone number out. Yeah, we're not doing that. I, I, my
4: phone number is everywhere, but they can text me and say I want to be on your list. Um, okay. It, I, I've I've basically have been very strategic about my list. Yeah. So people that were on it, they had a chance to confirm if they did not see that email, they got booted off. So I started fresh with with oh, I see. people that are engaged. And that means you maybe didn't need to read an email you got in the past. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but
3: but you, like, what happened?
4: <laughs> I'll make sure you get on it because I just sent one out, um, which is pretty good. So, <laughs> so um, with my predictions.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay. Cause I was going to, I want to talk about that, but you, I looked up um, the tax <laughs> surplus that we have and it says $99 million in 2023. So, a million dollars in surplus. Right. In tax in it, tax collection. That's surplus. So that's over what they expected.
4: Uh, the, there's yeah, but there's there's definitely a lot of money hiding around if you get the budget and start going through the budget. Uh, and that's well, that's you know, it, it's just unfair that you don't really get to see the true stuff. But but there is a lot of money that's been Moving around, let's just say that. Well,
2: and here's the deal: like, if if also, I think we were talking about the budget a little bit, the the um, federal budget, federal budget, and one of the things that if you want to grow your nation or you want people to be able to produce, they need that money. <laughs> like, they're the ones. They who
4: Right? They don't want it. They don't want it to grow. They want uh, to destroy this nation. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. Well, that, that doesn't make me feel good about our
2: governor. <laughs> give us back our money so we can make things that are good for other people, and we can have more money to give and be well, profitable. He's going to
4: make it good for you. You just oh. fall in line and get your, you know, vaccine. Wear your mask, and he'll he'll get you something. Get it to get on the bandwagon. <laughs> oh.
1: So, so Heather, uh, let's uh, let's turn this into it's more right, positive wait. conversation.
2: you just had you your day two now of back to business. <laughs> How was day one, and what should what what should we expect to happen?
4: All right, let me tell you some good news. Right. We had our very first bill today in committee, and the bill changed the word fetus to unborn, I think, unborn child.
3: Oh, okay.
4: I I don't have it in front of me. It's like unborn baby. Unborn baby or... So that is good news. It's Mm. driving the left crazy. That's good news. What's this bill? It's just got a number. I think it's like 318 or 319. It should just have popped up on the state site about an hour ago. Okay. Or maybe it's not even up there yet, but it'll be out in the next hour or so. Okay. And um, it's it's a
3: good one. Is this is this changing that language like in all like in all of our legal documents or what is what is that
4: all through code? It will now be an unborn baby or unborn child. Mm -hmm. It's not a fetus anymore. Wow. If it passes, it's got to go through the system. But yeah. I, it passed out; a, it, it will pass out a committee. It's a pretty conservative committee, so we'll we'll see. So that's some good
2: news. So we're just translating. Is that what happened? We're just like we're going to translate from Latin to English. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's you know putting. It's just being t- more truthful. It's it's more than a fetus. It's it's an unborn child.
3: Yeah, preborn children bill. Preborn um, child three eight one. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Um, yeah,
4: so that's good. Are there, um,
3: are there is there any other good news?
4: Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we've got some bills to address pornography in libraries again, um, pornography on phones for children. Uh, we have an anti-slap bill that's coming out that will stop frivolous lawsuits in the state. Hmm. We've got some gun legislation um, oh, dealing oh. with lease properties and the Supreme Court's recent decision. Uh we we have some fun stuff. Wait, I talk think about that one. Well, um, if you followed Senator Herndon's um lawsuit up in um North Idaho. Oh, point.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He told Stand us about White. this before.
1: He did.
4: Yeah. So there's um they decided that if they lease out property to a private um venue, they can say no guns. If the county and-
1: does. Lease out property, right? It's like, it's a, a, it's like a public sorry, county property. or city, county yeah.
4: or city. Yeah. And so he challenged that. It went to the Supreme Court. Uh, the ruling did not go in his favor, but um, we think we have a fix for that. So he's got legislation to address that um, so they, that you don't lose your God-given rights um, just because a lease changes. It's yeah. still public property. Yeah. So... Um, that's, that's going to come through. Um, there's, there's lots of good, good he- bills. You're going to see all kinds of stuff this year and you're going to see a quick session is my guess. Cause people are going to want to get out of here.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Heather, <laughs> It's um, an
4: election year.
3: Um, yeah, it's true. Uh, he- Heather, one of the, um, one of the big, uh, things that's been running through a number of conservative ish Republican States is the whole school choice thing i understand that there i think there is a school choice bill um being presented um and and my concern of course i i believe in the right of parents to choose their education for their children i believe that we should have our money you know keep our money back to the property tax and the high taxes thing we ought to keep our money i shouldn't have to pay for public schools that i don't want to use for my kids I, i am very concerned though about a lot of these bills which are Um, basically more socialism though, taking more money from more people in order to then just redistribute that, um, to me. Um, and, and I, and so I'm curious, what are your thoughts on that whole issue and, um, the particular bill that I think is going to be presented this session?
4: You know, we've tried to get universal school choice, real school choice where parents get to make the decision where they're going to send their kids. They get the money. Um, it, it's it's a huge lift in this state. Um, like I said, the politics in a state is just, it's just not, they're just, the school unions are huge. Um, the lobbyists are huge. I, it's a big lift in this state. It shouldn't be. Um, but like many people do not realize, um, a study just came out and Idaho Republicans are the fifth, or I think it's the sixth, most liberal Republicans across this country. Mm. So you're going to get a school choice vote, a school choice bill, and it's going to be a really watered down version. And I don't know what exactly it's going to look like. I don't know that we'll be able to fight it. I mean, I Mm. I just, if you vote against it on an election year, you hate children. You know, if you say "We, we want a better bill, we try it, we lose every time. So I think We might just say this year, let's just get something and we'll try to make it better in the future. That's that's maybe the best we're going to get, Interesting, Uh, but it won't. My my guess, I haven't seen it yet, but it's not going to be what you're thinking. School choice should be. okay, but Uh, it'll be called school choice for sure. No, I
3: I figured I figured as much. Well, Heather, thank you so much for your time. And thank you for your service of our state and your friendship. We really appreciate you. And we're praying for you. And hopefully we can talk to you again uh, before too long.
4: That'd be great. Call me anytime. Reach Thank out you. whenever you want. Yeah, All absolutely.
3: Right. Thanks, Heather. All
4: right. Bye.
3: Bye now. If you're a fan of Cross CrossPolitik or the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network, then surely you know we have a merch store, right? Rowdy Christian Merch is your one stop shop for everything cross politic merchandise. You can get all the sweatshirts that Knox wears on the show every day, <laughs> flaunting before. Is that true? Uh, yeah, uh, no. Oh, never yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. Of some of some you can some get some of the sweatshirts yeah. that Knox wears on the show every day, flaunting his freedom in front of us who don't have as many sweatshirts as he does. We've got t shirts, hoodies, hats, but we've also got specialty items like backpacks and mugs and coffee. And flannels. Even- oh, my. Oh, and flannels, that's right, that's right. AirPod cases. Yeah. Those been sound pretty well. Visit Rowdy Christian merch at rowdychristian.com. That's rowdychristian.com, and buy that next gift or a little something for yourself. Again, that's rowdychristian.com. Valentine's Day is right around the corner, y'all. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that, true. Nothing says, I love you. Like yeah. some rowdy
5: clothing. Like a yeah.
3: Fight, Laugh, Feast uh-huh. hoodie. Uh-huh. You know so, what I'm yeah. saying? Or yeah. a yeah. trucker yeah. hat or something yeah. like that. Come on, that. ladies. <laughs> all mm-hmm. uh, right well we're very grateful to have another guest on the line i think yeah. sage dixon is with us he's a republican idaho state representative since 2014 i don't, maybe he's representing district one in the bc we don't know if this is, is a one <laughs> a b c d what sage thanks don't for joining us, us on cross politic thank you gentlemen it's a pleasure to be with you and uh what district are you with I am District One and I am Seat B. All right, we got okay. that. We got that okay. one right. The redistricting we, we, thing we, is just confusing us. We just, uh, yeah, you know, we just talked to Heather Scott and and uh, she's now Two A, the the Second Amendment District. district. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhat appropriate, perhaps. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. So, uh, Sage, I um, want to ask you a few questions about. Um, uh, first of all, your impression of uh, Governor Little's State of the State address uh, that kind of kicked off the legislative session, and then. Um, what you're seeing as some of the maybe the big issues or big fights uh, that
5: are are coming up this session, right? Um, it was a very interesting state of the state speech. Considering that halfway through he sat down and there was a video played, and I just thought from a, a professionalism standpoint that was very awkward. It was difficult sitting in our chambers with the Senate and all the other elected officials in the Supreme Court. And we were just watching a video on the screen. And mm. instead of having the governor speak to us, this has happened in the past. So I'm not quite sure what drove that decision, but it was it was strange, huh. in my opinion. Yeah. Um. It also seemed to be just this staccato repetition of how much money he's going to spend and the things that he has accomplished. He's kind of hanging his hat on still. And um, that, that became kind of a wave of spending that was hitting us, and many of us were, were kind of starting to fidget in our seats a little bit, at least the folks around me. Um, we, as as House leadership, had a press conference after the governor's speech and gave our version of what that budget looks like. We had our staff go through, and and where the governor was saying it was a 2.2 increase, we, in our press conference, relayed to the public that it was actually a 7.7% increase. Ooh. Wow. and that there were some fun shifting games going on to make it look a lot lower. Wow, okay. Um, it,
3: what a, Do you think that this is, is it likely that there's going to be a fight over his budget priorities, or is it basically just going to get
5: shoved through? Um, so there'll be a fight over some of it. The Speaker is against some of it, which always helps you know, within the legislature to have leadership pushing back. I'm sure there's some of our members that will be pushing for it. There was some good in there as well. We finished funding the bridge repair tranche. It was a third tranche of, of dollars going into repairing all our aging bridges, which is I've been hearing about that for 10 years. And so it's good to address those infrastructure things. There were good parts of it, even the school funding on facilities. In our district, there's a lot of aging buildings that they just can't raise the money for. So it's appropriate to put dollars into those infrastructure type things. But there were a lot of new dollars asked for and that's where some of the battle will begin. Yeah, like a, like a um, $2 billion. Yeah, <laughs> that was quite a large number to hear. I'm not, for, I don't know, even for sure what? where all that's For education going.
1: infrastructure. Oh, okay. I,
5: yeah, and so some of these things, again, they're, they're little uh, games that are played with with the funds that the dollars are going into. And, um, and in my opinion, there is some wisdom, as I said, in doing that. There's There's a large demand for new schools in the southern end of the state because of our growth. And then in our more rural areas, there's aging buildings that still need to be taken care of for our responsibility. I do think that does tie into our responsibility for education. But the disappointing part is most of the vision of the legislature, I won't say all the legislature, but the folks I work with is for school choice, opening up the ability for parents to use their tax dollars to educate their children how they see fit. The governor's vision for school choice is just uh, opening more charter schools which is better than our traditional public schools but still it's not exactly what we're looking to do. Hey, Sage
1: um it seems to me like okay you have this state mandate for public education it's in our constitution but um the 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 part of the problem is that it, I, I'd say public education is is a real social problem right now. indeed, And yes. particularly for um particularly for conservatives because what happened down in Boise is you had decades of farmers and and cow ranchers and everything sending their kids to public schools, and then they turn out to be liberal. So in general, the public education system is discipling kids to vote against you in the Republican Party when they get older. And that's why Boise basically went purple. You look at the data. Um, you know, a lot of conservatives. I've been arguing with a a a, you know, a guy. Uh, recently, and he said Boise went liberal because the Californians moved in. But you look at the data, and the Boise went went liberal because uh, people that are moving in the state, actually moving into the state of Idaho, four out of five of those people are voting conservative.
3: More conservative than than the Boise
1: residents. So basically what we did was we home grew liberals in Boise – it, through the public school system to vote against you
2: kept us conservative.
1: and california is <laughs> holding the line for us
2: yeah,
5: that's <laughs> bad. yeah I, I agree gentlemen i have a, a friend in bonner's ferry when i first ran for this office and he was running for the senate and he would get up publicly and say we are funding our own demise yeah. through the public school yeah. system wow and yeah. and that that's absolutely true and that is one of my main motivating factors in trying to open up that school choice ability for parents and knowing that that it's a system uh, against solid values and the morals that that help build our country but also it's against good education yeah (laughs) and it's really hard though when you go into these rural areas that identify patriotically with their school because that is the focus of that community right Right. so that that becomes the difficult discussion as we speak in the legislature and a lot of legislators will just default to their school boards and school districts and if they say it's bad legislation they'll vote against it so that's been the battle over the years and i um it, it's still going to go on we're trying yeah. to do an education tax credit so rather than a savings account or a voucher system this will just be a tax credit and it's easily verifiable through the, the children on your tax return and the school rolls so whether or not that you deserve that and i think that's a, a better way to go but hey, it's still going to be a battle um sage can you put your camera back down for me sage yeah keep pen, it pen, pen. towards your head that's all right um uh,
1: so I'm working on a a school choice bill. Um, I'm I'm having a hard time with like the tax credit bills. Although maybe you can explain it to me in a in a, in a in a better way. But uh, what I'm trying to avoid is like the socialism thing, where we send <laughs> money to the state. The state sends it back to us for school choice. What my proposal and I'm working on with some with some other guys, uh, some other legislators, is that it's a it's a um, property tax proposal. Where if I want to send my kids to private school, then I just keep the 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 money from my property tax that would have gone to the public school and I just get to keep it. It's actually saves actually the state a lot of money too because that's only if if your average property tax bill, let's say is three hundred dollars and fifty percent of that goes to public schools in your community, then I would actually just keep that hundred and fifty dollars to send to, you know, my kids' private education, which would end up being, you know, what, fifteen hundred dollars by the end of the year. It's not very much but what it does is it start to untangle kind of that socialism, you know, cycle and in addition starts to i think disciple people on how to think about property taxes at the at the at their own in their own house. Does does that make sense Perhaps. what I, what I
5: proposed? Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's something that I've poked around I've been down here as far as a user fee, whereas uh, your retired folks don't have anybody in that system. Those of us at home school or private school don't have anybody in that system. Right. Uh, so it should more primarily be funded by the people that are using that system. And so that's similar to what you're saying. I like that idea. That's a good idea. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> now, how far we can get with that idea is a different discussion. But yeah,
3: I'm, I'm always, I'm always surprised. I don't know. Maybe there's something about Idaho that you can help me understand better Sage, but I, I'm always surprised. I mean, being such a, I mean, there's there's a deep streak of like, kind sort of a libertarian streak in Idaho. Like, you know, like don't touch our guns. I mean, I just think of yeah. that as being something that's like yeah. red blooded, yeah. you know. Um, and and so I'm always surprised when it's like, um, why can't why can't it be a winning strategy to say we should pay for the schools that we want to use? <laughs> like, what, like, I, like I should not be forced to pay for schools that I don't want to use for my kids. I think you are free to pay for those schools that you want to use. I'm
1: not asking you to pay for my guns. Uh, uh, yeah, I, like, um,
3: <laughs> w- why... Um, and, and I and I appreciate what you're talking about there, too, when you mentioned, like, small schools and small towns. Yeah. And I know, like, in those small towns, like, the school kind of probably is the hub of the community. It's the and all rallying of,
1: point, yeah. But, but,
3: uh-huh. but why not just on almost, like, purely libertarian principles, can we not just say, um, people should pay for the schools they want to use? So in the small town... You pay for your small town school. If it's working fine, it's working for you. But if I don't want to send my kids to Moscow High, then I don't have to send money to Moscow High. I send money to my my local
1: yeah, Logos, um, Christian yeah, yeah.
3: school. Why doesn't yeah. that why
5: doesn't that work, Sage? Um They won't probably use these explicit terms, but they fall back on the social contract idea, meaning that this is good for the community and we're providing an education for everybody's children. And so therefore, we all should participate in that, that Mm -hmm. we all benefit from that, as I've had these discussions, because I'm fully on board with what you're saying. We homeschooled all our children, so we've not participated in that system. But I think that's a lot of it what it is, is their argument is that we, as a state derive a benefit from the state educating all those children and therefore our tax dollars should continue to fund that right um and just all the arguments you're saying and other things i've brought out have really fallen on deaf ears I, i think there's a different dynamic in the eastern part of the state and southern part of the state where they're far more comfortable with their school districts and public education than we are in the central and northern part of the state and that plays into it once you're down here in the legislature as well. Yeah. I mean, it all makes sense logically what you're saying, but but they yeah. always fall back on that, you know, social contract portion of it, and then the, the patriotic and community hub type part of it.
1: So, Sage, there seems to me um, that there's like this divide happening among the Republican Party in Idaho, and and maybe some of this is uh, comparable a little bit what's going on nationwide in the Republican Party, but. You have, for lack of better terms, you have like your old guard and your new guard, uh, Republicans. And the old guard doesn't like the new guard. The new guard doesn't like the old guard. And the old guard, uh, you know, some people would maybe, you know, you, use some of the terminology like the old guards, the rhinos. Uh, the new guards got, you know, a lot of angst in them, <laughs> for, for lack of better words. But, it, like, it seems like there's a real division. You know, Brad Little versus, you know, Raul Labrador- Versus, um, like, well, it was in the you the, know, the chair the of the Republican, Republican Party, chair, the, uh, Dor- Dorothy Moon, versus still the previous chair, Tom Luna. Uh, I mean, you really have this division that, that seems to me happening. What's your take on that?
5: Um, there definitely is the a division, and it's been growing as I've watched this and participated in it. Uh, a lot of it started with the Ron Paul movement about 14 years ago when mm. folks started getting into the central committees because that was what Ron Paul was, uh, his. Model was in order to change the Republican Party, but um that's actually shifting. it Not, well, it's not shifting. You still have that that more new strain, as you were describing. But now we have a whole crop of new legislators that are following kind of that old guard, as you described it. And there's these two factions that are becoming ensconced now that seem to be more interested in fighting each other than discussing the merits of legislation on its own issues. I mean, or its own merits there. So I. That's a little bit of the pessimism I came into this session with and and being in leadership and trying to govern the body a little bit. um, That's growing, gentlemen. It's not it's not going to be going away. And and some of the behavior from the new folks that you described has driven a a strong push from the other side. And there's dollars coming in from outside of the state and they have their own little caucus now. And I think that's what a lot of that battle. I hope I'm wrong, but I think that's what a lot of the battle is going to be in the legislature this year because of the election as well. Everybody trying to do kind of a gotcha thing or get somebody on record for something and not really looking at what's best for their constituency or the state. Well, my my take a little bit on this is
1: that part of my problem, I wouldn't consider myself old guard or new guard. Um, I I have, I think my sympathies are more with the new guard than with the old guard. But part of the problem I have in this discussion is let's say when I have a conversation with the new guard, um, they don't take responsibility for anything that that new guard is doing is wrong. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And then I have the same discussion with like the old guard. I'm like, you know, Brad little shut down churches in Idaho. And they're like, man, you know, right. it's like no one right. wants to really like analyze themselves and Amen. and have a hard conversation with like, I mean, Brad's been pretty awful. And and the, the old guard, I'm, again, I'm in this conversation with this one guy uh, right now. Uh, it's been going on for the last three weeks. And, and I bring up all these things and it's like, yeah. No, big, like it, 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 no, and then he get, he turns to the new guard. Well, the, you know, Dorothy Moon's awful. yeah. And I'm like, right. wow, we're never going to get anywhere with this conversation.
5: Yeah, people, first of all, what you said, they don't self-examine, which is a fine principle as a believer that we should be doing constantly is examining why we're doing things in, in relation to Christ. Um, but secondly, it's groupthink and the factionalism. That as I've looked at this from a political philosophy standpoint and, and just what, what our founders were saying and why our, our government is structured the way it is to try and defray some of that factionalism. But they're serving a group when they're just saying, you know, liberals on my team, therefore nothing he does is wrong or Dorothy's on my team. Nothing she does is wrong. Instead of thinking about it, logically, we've lost a lot of critical thinking. Primarily because of the public school issue.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. So much for those schools.
5: Sage, yes.
3: oh, go ahead. Going to... I, I was just going to ask another question. Go but, ahead. Go ahead. Um, I, Sage, what, what, um, just in terms of um, what are you seeing? This is the first week, uh, finishing a first week of, uh, uh, of legislative session. Um, what are you seeing um, – Coming up for you for for, for us in Idaho, what, what are, are you excited about? Yeah, what, like um, yeah. Th- yeah. Th- th- there's two prongs. One is, yeah, what are you um, excited about? What are you hoping to accomplish? And then, are, are there any other particular big fights that you're anticipating that we should all be aware of?
5: Okay, I, I think the big fights are somewhat of what we talked about before. It's going to be the battle about school choice still, and the okay. governor's version of school choice. Um, we in the House populated our House Education Committee. Uh, with folks that turned out to be very pro-public school. And and so we got very little done last year with the school choice issue, issue there through that policy committee. And that's another reason that drove the effort towards a tax credit, because anything that's education policy related will have to go through that committee. And it's still the same people on that committee. Got it. So going through the, the revenue and taxation committee has a little bit better option. But whether the governor signs something, if we get something through there and through the Senate is, is a different issue because of their focus on charter schools, which, again, is better than nothing, but it's not exactly what we're trying to achieve. Right. Um, the speaker wants to do another reduction in income tax, very minimal, but just to make us in the top five of the nation as far as our, our flat tax goes. Uh, but that's still going to be a battle because of all the little programs that the governor had that he wanted to do. Probably that funding on, on the uh, facilities funding for schools will be a battle as well. And there's always something little that pops up that I may not know about right now right. As, as we get into it. I think there'll be more election law. Um, we've had some difficulty further north than you guys. I don't know if you've had it down there, but uh, with people being kind of confronted as they're going to the polls by different groups. Oh. And they're just outside of that 100 foot radius that we have in statute now, but still they're impeding somebody. From going to the polls, and, and my goal is to drive people to the polls to get rid of the online voting, which is where I think we're going, to f- essentially. But, but if if they're being confronted at, at the polls and they're not going to show up to the polls and that kind of defeats some of the other efforts we're being made. I'm confused. I'm sorry, you going to say something? Yeah,
2: no. Are you telling me that there are people 100 foot outside the radius that are, what, physically, prohibiting? F- physically stopping? How are they prohibiting folks
5: from getting to the polls? So it happened at churches. And when a church has a large parking lot, then that 100-foot radius only goes so far, but they'll be at the edge of the uh, the driveway, and they'll be stopping people and throwing their rack cards in there or saying, vote for me. Candidates were out there doing it last time. Um, And it happened over Bonner County, and it happened in Kootenai County as well, and in Boundary. So I, I think it may just be those three counties. And then down here in the South, I've had people telling me that the other side of the political spectrum, the Reclaim Idaho folks, were out there trying to gather signatures at the polls and confronting people like that as well. So I just I want to tighten that up a little bit because um, I'm great I'm thankful people are doing their can, uh, civic duty but I don't want them to be turned off and to not do that and look to do it by staying at home because I think that's dangerous. Wow. Uh Sage really appreciate you serving
3: our state. Thank you for your time with us. Yes. And uh, I hope we can talk again maybe at some point during the legislative session we'll and love that. check in with you and see how it's going and uh and maybe you can give us some Better news, (laughs) Lord willing,
4: I would love to. Uh,
5: Thank (laughs) you, and I'll be happy to talk with you again, gentlemen. Thanks for the work you're doing; I appreciate it as well. Thank you You for coming to Cross
2: Politics. All right, if you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids, and if you have kids, go baptize them. Until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics.
0: You sit in church week after week. Embracing the truth of God's word. You believe the gospel and claim Jesus Christ as your Lord. Yet you continue to struggle with pornography. You feel like a hypocrite, returning to the sin you hate that mocks the God you love. You desperately wonder, is lasting freedom even possible? Yes, you can overcome pornography, but not alone. 2 Timothy 2.22 says, Now flee from youthful lusts and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Only by repeatedly running from sin to Christ with other believers can you hope to enjoy lasting freedom. You can live with purity and integrity. Take courage, seek accountability, and do whatever is necessary get equipped at accountable to